Welcome to another episode of Title Talk. I'm here with my main man, Ryan Spagnoli. Spags, could you please give your at so people can properly follow you on Twitter like you should be? Because Spags is the, Spags is the, he's facts. Like, I'm the, I'm the bridge between you, the fan, and the Patriots, and Spags is just facts. He's just, he's a direct line, and I'm just the fan, the Trent Brown number one fan. Guy. So, Spags, <laughs> and please give your at so everyone can properly follow you and retweet every tweet you have. I'm doing good, man. I appreciate the kind words. It's always good catching up with you off air, on air. Uh, Ryan underscore Spags. I think I follow pretty much everybody that that follows you. We got a good little, uh, good little um, group of people that I think are realistic and can relate to pretty much everything we say. But I, I like your analogy there. Yeah, that's right. You're the bridge. You know what you're talking about. I'm here for stupid memes like prayer circle stuff. Yeah, well, we need to start praying now because I'm sure we'll get into it. But uh, there's going to be a quarterback available probably in the, you know, say Atlanta stays at four. There's going to be quarterbacks available, two of them, whether you have Max Jones, Justin Fields or Trey Lance, whoever you have higher, they're going to be there at, at that four to seven, four to ten range. So we'll see if they get up. We'll see if we'll see what happens. But um, I, I think this is the time to do it. I think we all can agree and. I've said before, and I said it to you, whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it is Mac Jones, if he doesn't go three, I think if they're willing to make a move and go up and get a guy that they like, I think you have to trust their evaluation um, that they got the right guy and that's the guy that they wanted. I don't think they're just going to trade up to to let one of these guys, oh, if one of one of the three falls into our lap, we'll take them. I just, that's just not how they do business, you know? Right. They absolutely have to like a guy, which is... We, which is how we, I guess we can start here because for weeks, I think, especially me, I think probably you two are saying that a lot of people like Mac Jones a lot more than Twitter.com does, which is crazy for Twitter.com people because they all, they're they so insulated, insulated. And I know you and I probably both listened to like 800,000 podcasts, and I did, and just heard all the, all the different people talking about Mac Jones. And then I got all these 49er fans in my mentions talking about how there's no way anyone knows this, and the Niners never leak anything. Well, I've got a funny story for you, Spags. Back in the day, I think when maybe it was when Sherman signed, so it must have been John Lynch's first offseason as GM. I know where you're and, going with this. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my buddies made a fake Mort account, and I swear on my life this is true. A lot of people are saying that this isn't true. This is true, and I we have like multiple witnesses that can confirm this. He DM'd John Lynch, and John was on an airplane or something, and and he actually like told him they were working out Sherman. This was before they even, no one even knew they were going to sign Sherman, and he just like told us that and followed the account back. And I was, and all these Niners fans are in my mentions talking about this. This organization doesn't leak anything, and you just you just have to laugh because if he's going to tell this to some, he got stupid, got. He just he got got like seven, like probably two followers in the dude's DM. So this this is why I thought that Mac Jones would go three. A lot of people are saying it, and the other thing that I that I saw that was weird was a t- there was a ton of people spags that were like, "Shani likes Mac, 
the organization likes Lance. And I always felt like it was Mac or Lance the entire time. And that raised my eyebrows and also led me to believe that Shandy likes him. They moved up. Uh, someone, someone, one of my friends will say that they moved up before they went to the pro day, which is generally a day they have medicals, but I'm not, I'm just not sure how much it matters. So right now I'm going to pencil almost, I'm going to pencil Mac in and Jones and Penn because I think Mac's going to go number three and that leaves number four wide open. And then another person wide open is, is Jimmy G, but we'll talk about him later because he's on the afterburner right now. He's off to the side right now. Our, our main course right now is Lance or Fields and Spags. You and I have been talking, and I'm. I like to argue, and mainly with myself. And I don't know why it is, but I just do. So you were, we were talking last night, and, and like you just said, there there'll be days where I'm like, I like Lance, I like Fields, and then there's days where I like, I like Lance, I like Fields. And last night I was like, I don't know, man. And you were talking me back into him, and so I was, I was into, I was into Fields again. So I want to hear it, Spags. Talk me into Fields for the last time, and I think, I think we're good to go. I just think when you look at everything they've looked for in a quarterback in the past, it, it would it would immediately take off Trey Lance off their radar. And that's no disrespect to him. I think he's a great prospect. I think when you look at a guy like Lance who's had, you know, not so much um, exposure and not so much playing time since high school, right? 16 games started, obviously went, what, 16-0, and 0, didn't throw a pick, and, and just absolutely lit up the D1AA level. Um Every Patriot, every quarterback Jim, uh, Bill Belichick's ever drafted as a member of the New England Patriots, including Tom Brady and since him, obviously you're not drafting starters um, for the last 20 years. They've never been in this situation before other than last year. They look for guys with multi-year experience, seniors, guys who have played in big games and typically power five schools, right? You have Stidham, you have uh, Jimmy G's obviously the outlier with the, with the, you know, the D1 AA, but had, you know, three to four years of starting experience. Like Danny Etling, Ryan Mallett, Rohan Davey, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, like all these guys played big time power five football uh, with multi years of starting Matt Castle, obviously at USC. Um, so I think that's where it makes a lot of sense for fields, too. And I, I just think I, I don't understand where this slander is coming from with him. Like, I, I don't know if it's just something to, to kind of spice up the draft talk, because if you go back to high school, Justin Fields was ranked ahead of Trevor Lawrence. It's been Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, one, two in that class, really since their freshman year of high school. And now all of a sudden, it was that way literally until the national championship game, just after when Zach Wilson became a thing. And, and obviously he's unbelievable too. I think a lot of Patriots fans would take him if, if we were having this conversation as well. It's just like they're making these, you know, making stuff up about him just to kind of spice up draft talk. Like I don't understand where – Justin Fields goes from one, two with Trevor Lawrence his whole life. And then in the last month and a half, now he's quarterback five in this draft. Uh, I think whoever gets Justin Fields at wherever they get him is going to get the best value pick in the draft. Um, Cause I assume, like you said, even if he goes three, I think that's a much better value pick than, than the jets with Wilson. I think it's a really good um, situation, but I, like, like you said uh, on Mac Jones too, to, to the Niners, I, I think everyone's so worked up about it. Uh, but when you look at Shanahan and who he's had success with, right, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and, and obviously Jimmy Garoppolo to an extent took him to a Super Bowl. I think Mac Jones models a lot of what Shanahan likes his quarterbacks to do. They win in the pocket. They're good pre-snap. They can deliver the ball in time. They're accurate down the field. Uh, I think Mac Jones is probably a little bit closer and, and his ceiling is probably 
you know, a Matt Ryan type, but Matt Ryan won an MVP with Kyle Shanahan as offensive coordinator. So I think that's where the, the draw is with that. And like I said, I think NFL GMs are a lot higher on Mac Jones than, than Twitter and the media. Uh, and deservedly so. I, we talked last time about Mac Jones to New England. Remember you had said, who, who are your two realistic guys that you'd want? I said 1A, 1B would be Fields and, and Jones. Um, I think they do a lot of the things that Patriots look for. Fields can bring kind of that maybe that new style offense that they're trying to run with Cam. And I think Mac Jones does a lot of what we saw with the Brady, the Garoppolo's, uh, even like, you know, the Stidham, the Mallets, the guys that they drafted where, you know, they have a lot of the arm talent. They can win pre-snap and really good maneuvering the pocket. So um, like I said, Justin Fields is going to have the best value pick in this draft wherever he goes. I just want to let you know, Spags, like not all of us are rational big brain human think human thinkers like you are like some of us are just irrational emotional fans like myself and you you actually like made me think of a, a good a good example there and that's Lamar Jackson and the way you yeah. talked about Justin Fields and how they, there's like they a wanted certain to get him but they didn't want to change the offense remember yeah which just does which never made sense to me and I guess it's a whole other topic because they kind of changed the offense in one offseason for Cam but anywho Lamar Jackson is a player that I I didn't really I didn't like as much as other people and I and I think the same pocket of people are kind of saying that Justin Fields is is going to be good too so you're really you're I, I think Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback now so you're really you're really hyping me up for Fields now because I feel like he can be good and I feel like if the Patriots think he's good then you just you just trade the picks and you just go up there and you just grab the quarterback and the the reason to go to four and not seven is is to make sure other another team doesn't jump you because I've got to say, Spags, I've been thinking about a fake trade in my head for a while now, and I'm not so sure that the Browns have have figured out what they want to do with Baker long term yet. And the craziest thing they could ever do would be to offer like a million picks and trade up to number four and draft Justin Fields, and he can just play in Ohio again and be like the next LeBron. That's a fake trade. That's a fake trade I just made up, by the way. Well. The other thing, too, in, in relation to, to Mayfield, remember it was a report that came out after that if he slipped the two, the Patriots are going to go up and get him. Uh, that was obviously the Darnold, Allen, and, and that draft. Um, so I, I guess it's not crazy to think that they've at least tried to move up and address this position before. I think now it's it's obviously under a microscope because they need to, uh, they need to upgrade and they need to upgrade fast uh, because I think the two guys they have on their depth chart is – is average at best. Uh, we saw it last year. Obviously, Stidham couldn't even get on the field. So you know what you have in there. And then Cam is – I think if you play Cam this year, it's probably a little bit better of a product just because of the people around him. But I, I think you're in a similar situation as you are next year, right? Like 9-7-ish, and seven -ish, ten and, or 9-8 and eight now, 10-7. and seven. Like you're probably picking from 16 to 20. Uh, you're going to be a, a fringe playoff team. I think everybody can kind of at least, um, you know, agree to that. It's like – now you have all this time, you have all the pieces, you have your core locked up for the next few years, and it's a really good quarterback class. Uh, this is the time to go up and get your guy and be and be solidified for the position for the next 10-plus years. I think the last time I checked, pick 15 and pick 46 gets you like I don't I, I can't remember how much on a trade value chart, but it just it isn't enough to four, and I don't think it is gonna be enough. And a lot of people a lot of people say that NFL GMs value for future first is like third round picks so we don't know if the falcons do or not but some people say they do but i just think that if you're bill belichick you like justin you love justin fields or you love just you love trey lance 
you trade up, you draft them, and then you play them. And who cares about sitting them? Because as we all have worked jobs, and the NFL is also a job, I would prefer to play these guys. But Spags, I think you've talked talked me to Justin Fields here at pick number four, maybe even seven. If, if but that, that's the thing fall. too. Like you talk about the price to get the four. Like I think a price to get the seven. Like look what Miami did. What did they do to, to get from you know twelve to six again? It was a future first and like a third or a fourth. Like a, a, a trade I, I've consistently mocked is fifteen, uh, ninety six, and next year's first, and that gets you a seven probably. With Detroit, who's obviously uh, I, I wouldn't say you know happy with Jared Goff, but I think they're satisfied with him. He's got a giant cap hit. They they seem to be at least sold on him this year. I, I don't think if you're Detroit, you have any business picking there. Um, obviously, if you want to, you know, lost a couple of receivers this year with Galladay and Jones, if you want to get, you know, the number one receiver or a Waddle or Smith there, even like a Kyle Pitts, like all the power to you. But I think you'll have a lot more value at 15 and kind of stocking up for the future. Uh, you have two first, you have first and, and another third this year, two first next year. I think that's um, you know, with a new coach in town, I think that's a good starting point for them. So um, I, it's just Will Fields or Lance be there at seven, right? I think Miami is low-key playing like quarterback gatekeeper in a sense where it's like uh, we just spent this – we just got this much to get to three. Now we're at six, and, you know, you know the price to get ahead of us, right? And obviously they're not going to trade with New England. So they're playing gatekeeper with that fourth pick, I think. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I when I think in my brain about comparing Trey Lance to Justin Fields, and you made a really good point about how the Patriots, and I think that started stem from Parcells. He always used to like to talk about how many games he'd like he would like to see a quarterback play before he drafted him, as and thought he would be a good player. And Trey Lance just hasn't really played enough. If when I watch Trey Lance, I just think that he he in a way reminds you of Josh Allen. He doesn't quite have the arm. Of course 100%. he played. Of course he played there, but to me he's a much smarter version of Josh Allen, and that always I always talk myself into him. He's twenty years old. I mean he's so young and he has so much time to learn. By the time he's on a second contract, he's like 25, 26 years old, and and I just think that having a young player that's that talented would be absolutely awesome. But if you have Justin Fields, like you said, he's he's produced, but. Brian Spaggs, can you tell me, can Justin Fields, can he run the Patriots offense? Can he drop back under center? Can he do all that kind of stuff? Do you think would this transition be hard? Because I would find it hard to believe that the Patriots would would trade up for one of these players without, because they do love that type of offense. Do you think he, he could just do this? I think either of those two guys, and, and it makes sense to what, like obviously we were all kind of down in the dumps a little bit, like, I wouldn't say down in the dumps, but, you know, kind of uh, here we go again when they signed Cam. And then you see the details of it, and you're like, huh, okay, this is more backup money. It's easy to move on from. It's only a year. Um, I would be okay with the Cam signing if this was the ultimate plan in the end, getting one of these guys. Because I do think as talented as both of them are, I think they'd benefit a lot from sitting a little bit of a year. Um, you know, I, I always say the Mahomes approach, right? Like, have Cam play the first half, three quarters of the season, see where it gets you. If you're in the playoff hunt and he's playing well, keep riding with him. It's only a year. 
Um, if you're out or you lock up a spot, get his feet wet and get him ready for next year. But that's the one thing. Like if they get one of these guys and they trade up and they want him to sit, which I'm completely content with, you don't want to rush these guys uh, and throw them into the fire if they're not ready. Uh, but as soon as Cam struggles, especially last year, you thought people were calling for Stidham. Wait until you get a top five pick in here and he's on the bench week five, week six, if you're sitting at 500 or just below. So they got to be prepared to pull the trigger. Uh, but I do think one of these guys, uh, and Fields, in my opinion, Ken, because I just think he has he has elite arm talent. I think sometimes his problems get he, he's tough. He'll hang in there a little bit longer uh, and trust his arm strength a little bit too much. Um, he can't teach accuracy. You can't teach arm talent. He has both of those, and I think he can make a lot of things happen with his legs. Um, so, if, like I said, if I had to pick between the two, it's Fields over Lance just because I, I know what I'm getting from Fields. I've seen it on a three-year scale. Obviously, got a little bit of time at Georgia. Look what he did at Ohio State. You know, um, I think that that dude completely changed the the perplexion of that team. Obviously, they had a coaching change his first year, made Ryan Day's job a little a lot easier. Um, so for me, it's Fields. But like I said, if if they trade up to get a guy, whether it's Jones, whether it's Lawrence, like legit anyone, any of those top five, I trust their evaluation because it's something we haven't seen. Which one of these guys fits with the Patriots players right now better? I think Fields, man. I, I really do. I think he's the most pro-ready of those two. Um, I think it's a guy that's played big-time football. Bit, you know, Big Ten, see what you want about it, but the defenses you face there are very similar to the NFL. And he's able to, to make plays with his legs, extend plays, hang in the pocket, make throws down the field. Um, he's built, I know you may, we were texting yesterday and I was like totally different body from the guy you were talking about. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's Justin Fields. I haven't seen him work under center too, too much, but like I said, that's where it comes from sitting a little bit of time and, and learning from Cam. I think, you know, we can talk a lot about Cam as the player and whether we think he's done or not. But I think if you have a franchise guy, I think Cam would certainly, you know, excel in that role and take it on as kind of that father approach to one of these kids. Uh, and, and I know he has a relationship with Justin from the past. I, I think that'd be a great situation for Fields or Lance to step in and be like, hey, this is how you be a professional. You know, this is how we want you to run your offense. And this is how we want you to play in our offense, because I think there, there's a lot of similarities between the three. I'd be excited for any of these people. I'd be standing so hard by Jersey so fast. So fast. And I would, I'd be so happy. And yeah, I'd be one of those fools in, in New England media calling for Justin Fields whenever Cam skips a ball across across the field. I'm sorry to tell you, because I would just be oh. so excited for the rookie quarterback and the trajectory that he's Like I said, that thought people on. were calling for Stiddy last year. Like, wait wait till you get a top five pick. And, <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, Do you remember what seriously. happened to Brian Hoyer when he stung for a game? People, like, people legitimately like didn't want him alive anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. People were, the people were relentless, man. I'm telling you that. The, the less exciting thing that I guess we have to talk about here, and just in case that the Patriots actually don't trade up, and, and which we would say BB out, and the, I'd meme them everywhere and say BB out is Jimmy G, because I listened to Kyle Shanahan talk uh, for a long time, and I've heard coach speak before talking about players are not going to trade, et cetera, et cetera, and trust me, he's doing all of it. You can ask for a first-round pick all you want, but... I they're, truly, they're not getting that after the Donald trade. Like, no <laughs> chance. No. And I truly believe that the price will fall. And I just don't – if I if I run San Francisco, I'm Kyle Shanahan. And he said Jimmy G is unreliable. He's injury prone. He's unreliable. 
Well, if I run the San, Fran- San Francisco 49ers, I'm not paying Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million to sit on my roster and pray to God that he is healthy for 16 games. I'm just not doing it. What I would do is I would say, we need to get rid of him. I want to get, we want to get the best price we can. We know he has a no trade clause. We want to get the, a fair price for Jimmy G. We need him off of our roster because we need this $25 million to roll over into the trade deadline whenever some wide receiver slash tight end weapon and this inevitably becomes available or next off season, whenever, whenever there's players like this available so they can stack the team around, I think probably Mac Jones. I think that's a much smarter route than holding on to Jimmy G for an entire year, which just doesn't make sense to me. And I think that, you know, this entire time I've been saying, I think you have too, that the Patriots have been sniffing around Jimmy G. They, they were at the pro day with Alabama and then they were talking to the Niners. Don't think that they didn't talk about Jimmy G there. And I, I would say also that don't think that Kyle Shanahan and Lynch also didn't tell the Patriots who they were thinking about drafted at number three, because if the Patriots Patriots are thinking about moving up, wouldn't it kind of be nice to know who the Niners are drafting at number three too? Oh, hundred percent. I think Jimmy G too is like a really good, it's probably a plan B for them, right? Like now that the Darnold trades in place, would he go for a six this year and a two and a four next year, something along those lines, right? Like the Niners would be lucky to get a third at this rate, right? Like even, even like a pick swap type of thing. Um, or like a future three and a five or something along those lines. Um, I, I think it's a, hey, we're going to try to get up and get a young quarterback. But we also don't want to – we're not necessarily satisfied with where we're at at our position now. So if we can't make a deal with Atlanta, Cincinnati, Detroit, somewhere in that four to seven range, like we're probably getting on the phone and trying to get, you know, Jimmy G here. Um, and the other thing, too, you mentioned about $25 million, like – it makes absolutely no sense. They have an extension for Debo Samuel due. Um, uh, Fred Warner, their linebacker, Nick Bosa, all these guys willing to get paid in the next you know year to two that you're going to try to lock up uh, before they hit that. You know that Obviously, uh, Bosa has that fifth-year option, so you have a little bit more time with him. Um, but why would he even take a pay cut? It's like you're, you're going you're gonna to force me to take less money here when you're dri- already driving me out the door, uh, and you think it's tough here in New England? Wait till Jimmy struggles. Like Even if you're 8-0. No and you're playing decently well and winning football games, the, the fan base, anybody in the NFL is looking to see that number three pick, whoever it is. So it's just, and I think too, Jimmy holds the cards here, at least for this year with that no trade clause, he can kind of control where he goes, can control the narrative a little bit. Uh, so that's an interesting development too. I, I would be surprised. Like I, I know the bears have committed to Andy Dalton. I said from the start, if there was two places, three places where Jimmy would go, it'd be Chicago because he's from there. And I think that's a place he'd play. New England, because he's familiar here, had a great relationship. And I think New Orleans is a little sneaky in there, too, because I think he's an upgrade over Jameis and, and, and Hill. Um, so I don't know where this ends. I don't know how, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you're cool with this situation. But for me, as a Patriots fan, I'm all for trading up. If that doesn't work out, it's get on the phone and get Jimmy G here on his first flight. I, I don't know about you. Absolutely. I want them to trade up. Ryan Spags has sold me. Draft Justin Fields now, Belichick. You hear me? And he does listen to this this podcast, by the way. I've been told Definitely that very, very reliably. Belichick, you listen to me right now. Did you just hear my man Ryan Spagnoli spitting facts about Justin Fields? Yeah, you did. So go ahead and draft them. Trade up all the picks you can, whatever it takes, except for Trent Brown, as he is untouchable on the team. Yeah, I, I, like, are you on board with that, too? Like, if, if they can't get a trade up, they get a Lance Fields... Like it's it's go get Jimmy right because I 
I have actually thought about this, and I don't. I sometimes think, and I, I was thinking that maybe what the Patriots would do would be to trade back to into the first round again, if they were so to do so, and were desperate because look, they got a lot of picks, and maybe the Saints would be a prime candidate. They're in cap trouble a little bit. Trade up to 28 if you if you take some of their picks it kind of equals out what the saints have maybe they would trade up or maybe they could they could trade their first for two of jacksonville's second round picks and trade one of those for jimmy g that would be my idea ideally something like that if 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 you can't trade up for one of these quarterbacks jimmy g is obviously playing b and teddy bridgewater is like playing z i hope he i hope he just never touches foot in new england ever again yeah i don't think i don't think that's even an option that's disgusting. especially because they had a, they you were, had a you were disgusting if you suggest this you were disgusting yeah no chance i i, I think cam's much better player than teddy bridgewater um i'd rather somebody who's at least been here for a year than just like you're going backwards at that point um but yeah, I mean that—that's where my head's at. Go up. I, I'm all for it. just get up and get a guy. Get the get. You want to get the fan base back into it, uh, and get excited. Obviously, they are after the off season they've had. You really want to sell some t-shirts and put asses in the seat. Like go up and get Justin Fields. Go up and get Trey Lance. Have them sit, develop a little bit this year for most of the year. Uh, and if not, uh, Jimmy G was a fan favorite. Whether people can, you know, uh, love him or hate him, whatever. I, I think you'll be able to get a team and a fan base around him as well. Uh, obviously that's not my top option, but I think if you don't trade up, um, it, it, it's just like, I, like I said, if you're playing Cam Newton, if you're, if your plan is to roll the same quarterback competent, same quarterback room into next year as you do this year and, and sell a competition or whatever you want to do, I, I think you're even with the weapons, you're probably two to three, maybe four wins better than a fringe playoff team. And then you're in the same, same situation next year, you know, where your cams on a one year deal, Stidham's now on his last year of his rookie contract. Like, what? What's the plan then? Like, that, that's why just this year, all this stuff just points to them trading up. Yeah, Spags. I've been told pretty reliably that the Patriots want to aggressively get better at the quarterback position, so they are going to do all they can to do this. And I don't know if that means trading up. I I kind of assume it does, but I for Jimmy G, they've been sniffing around, but the Patriots definitely don't want to go into this year with the same quarterback situation as last year. And as any evidence you need is that the win, the over under for wins did not change after the Patriots offseason, believe it or not. Crazy. Yep. Well, Spags, I think he, I think Mr. Spags has to go. I really appreciate him coming on the podcast and spitting some facts. And now he can get back to stuff that actually matters aside from talking to me. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. It's always a pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll chat soon. All right. All right, buddy. Have a good one, my man. You, you too, brother. Thank you.